You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. I am so pumped about this podcast today. I'm on fire on this topic. Last night I was laying in bed. I was talking to my husband and I was like, I have to write this down. I have creative juices were going on this topic. I had so many things and ideas to share. I'm really, really excited to talk to you today. Today we are talking about other people's opinions. This is freaking crucial. And we're not going to talk about it probably in the normal way that you're used to. When you're on Instagram or I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of narrative right now about just forget what the people say and F and F them and haters going to hate and stuff like that, right? I'm going to kind of explain this topic of other people's opinions a little bit different than that. So we're going to jump in. So first off, I just wanted to explain something. I'm a chatter. I'm like, I love to talk. I love communicating with people. I feel like it comes really easy to me. One of my gifts is just the ability to like connect with people. I don't know. I just love people. People fascinate me. I'm an extrovert. I gain energy around people. I love people. And I think that that is such a beautiful strength, but sometimes it gets overused. And what I mean by that is sometimes our strengths, like our natural abilities, they can easily get turned into weaknesses when when we're out of balance with them a little bit. Let me give you an example. Think about the person who's like the giver, right? The person who is super service oriented and will do anything for anyone. Well, sometimes This gets overused when they start giving, but it is depleting to them. They can't take care. They don't take care of themselves because they're just giving, giving, giving. And then they become needy because they expect other people to give back in the same way that they would. Well, that would be the overuse of the giver type, right? Like a balanced giver gives, takes care of themselves and doesn't expect anything in return. Well, for me, I feel like a balanced lover of people, loves people, but doesn't worry too much about what they think, right? Because they can't control, you can't control what people think. So you're like asking for problems if you care too much what people think. So my gift is understanding and loving people. And I have found that that gift overused is caring a little bit too much about what's going on in people's head, what they're feeling and trying to get them to like love me back in return. Right. So this is a major, major weakness that I've had to overcome, especially throughout my business, entrepreneurship and throughout just life, honestly. So story time. When I owned my yoga studio, I had a lady working for me and let's just say she was hurting. She struggled so hard with me and we were literally like polar opposites. I'm young and I don't know, loud, (laughs) sometimes obnoxious. She was like a quiet, but really blunt lady, older, had her opinion set, did not like, I don't know, fun loving personality. That's not it. She just, she struggled with me. I'm just going to say it. She struggled with me and she worked at my studio and I did something she didn't like. I changed the date of a meeting we had planned because something had come up and she felt like that was rude. So she quit. She just quit. And honestly, it was okay because because we we saw things very differently. And so when she quit the stu- working for me, she talked to a lot of people about me, particularly my students at the yoga studio. And so here's the thing. I knew the whole thing was silly. I was really kind to her. I did my best and it didn't work for us. And that is okay. And you guys, like I knew that in my deepest part of my soul. But man, her talking about me and hearing that maybe people at the studio agreed with her was like eating me alive, like legit. I don't even know how to explain it. 
eating me alive. I was so concerned over everyone's thoughts and was like legitimately experiencing anxiety over this, which I know some of you are going to be like, oh yeah, I totally get her. And some of you are going to be like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, why would you care? My my husband is one of them who's like, why do you care? <laughs> Just different personalities, different thoughts going on in our brains. That's the difference. So I had a lot of anxiety over what everyone was saying for a long time. And eventually it kind of fizzled away. And then as these things do happen, the same lesson kept coming up over and over again in my life. So I kept having somebody said this, somebody said this and was talking and these people agree about this about you. And I kind of believe the universe works this way. Like we get a lesson to learn from. And if we don't learn from it, we get it over and over again until we finally do. So this kept happening in my life. And now what is awesome, you guys, is that I can tell you that I don't really struggle with this the way I used to. I feel like I've really started to overcome this struggle. First of all, I want to say that it's completely normal to feel a little sting when someone hates on you. (laughs) I think that's human. I think that's normal. I think if you didn't feel that, you might be a sociopath. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I don't feel that I still feel a sting, but it's just a little sting and it goes away really quick. It's not like the sting I was feeling before where it, it, it built and it grew and it never healed and it just caused stress and anxiety. It was a different, it's a different feeling. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about what this looks like for me, what this healing process and changing this weakness looked like for me. What did I need to start thinking so that I could start feeling better when people did say things that were hurtful? What do I need to start thinking so that I could feel confident even when maybe other people weren't confident in me? So here's what worked for me. Step one, I do not hear the claps or the boos. Let me say it again. I do not hear people clapping for me or booing at me. I do not hear either. That has changed my life. And you are going to get me fired up on this right now. If you care about people's opinions when they are clapping for you, how the heck are you not going to care when they're hating on you? So I see this all the time. It's like, forget what the haters say. Haters going to hate. But if you have an audience or a family or anyone and you make it mean something about you when they cheer, you are asking for freaking problems. I'm going to be blunt about this because I needed to understand this. And I feel like so many people need to understand this. So let me give you an example. The other day I announced on Instagram that I had a podcast and everyone was so kind. I can't even tell you guys, I just had so much love shown to me. So much love. It was so nice. I was grateful that people were excited. It was nice. But before I had even posted, I had decided that whether or not anyone said or did anything, I was not going to worry about it. I was going to choose how I was going to feel ahead of time. And my definition of success is growth. And that's because it's in my control. So the only definition of success that I will ever have is something that is within my control. My definition of success is growth. And doing this podcast for me was growth. So I already had one. I already felt like that was a win. So I put it out and so many people were loving on me. And I noticed about 30 minutes after I posted it that I was feeling like adrenaline. Like I straight up felt like I got a dopamine hit from all the comments and all the love. And I immediately was like, "Uh uh-oh. And I said to my husband, I'm like, this is the freaking cocaine. This is cocaine. 
And my husband told me I shouldn't use this example because I've never done cocaine. (laughs) So he's like, you can't use that example. I'm like, yeah, I'm using this example. I don't care. So I swear to you, we get a hit. If we are not conscious and aware, you will get a hit off of people's validation and their cheers. It will feel so good because you know what you're doing. You're making it mean something about you. But when we make it mean something about us, we are setting ourselves up for a mess. Because listen, you guys, what about next time you post and you don't get as much love? Or maybe someone says something mean. If getting lots of love means something about you, then not getting any love also means something about you. Let me explain like what that means. If you are making it mean that you, I must be so great. I'm so brave because people are giving me love and telling me I'm brave. You are putting yourself in risky, risky waters (laughs) because it's so shaky is not a solid foundation for you to build your confidence on. If your confidence is built on what other people are telling you, you're asking for trouble. Let me tell you something. People posting love to you or share like giving to you or cheering you on. It doesn't mean anything about you. Do you know what it means? It means something about them. So many people are loving. That's what I found out when I posted that. It didn't mean that I'm great. It meant that there are so many great people. I was like, wow, this is so nice. People are so nice. What I want you guys to understand is that it doesn't mean anything about you. When people cheer you on, it means something about them. It means that they are nice or kind or they're choosing to see something a certain way. So we're going to move on because this leads right into step number two. There is something that I want you guys to understand. People lack context for the good and the bad. So people were commenting and being like, I am so proud of you. You have such a good heart or like, like really nice stuff like that, which is so nice that they're choosing to see that. But you guys, guess what? <laughs> I was a beast to my husband that day, <laughs> like awful. If, if they saw that, would they still say that? Or would they be like, she might have a good heart. <laughs> maybe they'd say it, but maybe not. What if they heard the unedited version of the podcast where I say like 27 times? My poor husband had to do so much editing to get that thing where it was. What if they saw the 46 times that I tried to start this and then didn't because I had all these messed up thoughts in my head? What if I posted four weeks ago, I'm going to start a podcast. And then like a week later was like, I can't do it, which is how I felt. People don't have context. Only you do. You can see why this matters and flip, right? Like if you have a hater, I'm going to say to your face, like they don't have context. They don't understand that failure is a part of success. They don't see the baby up at night and the pure exhaustion. They just hear you snap at your kid at the store. They don't have context. They don't have the full story. Only you do. So you cannot let other people's words mean anything about you. You can't. They don't have context. They don't know the good or the bad. When they're cheering you on, they don't really know. When they're hating on you, they still really don't know. So guess what? You get to decide what you want to think about you. This is the coolest part. This is the part that I love. You get to decide. You get to choose what your thoughts are about you. And then you get to make those thoughts matter. I chose to believe that 
I am the bomb dizzle <laughs> because I did this. I chose to believe that those failures were just on my way to success. That's just part of the process. I chose to believe that it was exciting that I was failing because or trying and it wasn't happening or whatever you want to call it because I was growing and that's exciting to me. And I was figuring out how to deal with weird thoughts. And that's exciting to me because I feel like when you can handle your thoughts, you can handle anything. You get to decide what you want to think about you. I want you to take a minute and like write out what do you want to think about you? I want you to choose thoughts about you that bring good fruit. For me, the thought, you are growing. You are the bomb. Those make me want to keep going. The thought, you can figure hard stuff out. That makes me want to keep going. So I want to challenge you guys to write out your story about you. Who are you? Who is future you? Who is you that does this stuff? What does she look like? What does he look like? But I want you to know what I see a lot of women a lot of women do, and I'm sure men do it too. But I just notice it particularly in women. We sometimes down level ourselves to other people. Their opinion is just a little more important or a little more valid. I want to argue that for you. Like I just want you to recognize that we are all equal. All of our opinions matter equally. I think we do this a lot of times like with people who are in the same industry as us or like we see somebody as like a really good mom, then we make their opinion of how we should do things matter more than our own. That's silly. They don't have context, you guys. They don't know your kid, right? They aren't the mother of your kid. They're the mother of their kid. Your opinion of you matters just as much as anyone else's. Okay. Step number three, I take care of my own needs. And I know we already have a podcast about this, so I'm not going to go way into it. But that means after I post something, I tell myself what I need to hear. Like, dang, girl, getting it done. Or dang, that post was written well. Or done is fun. I meet my own needs. The night I posted about my podcast, I did not need you guys to love on me. But man, thank you. Thank you that you did because it helps my business when you share helps get the word out to more people. I am so grateful for all the evidence that there are really great people in the world. I love that people love to share their love. I think that's so good. Your love is a gift, but it's not the kind where I have to have it all the time. It's not like a gift that I, I don't want to take a gift from you and then be like, give me more, give me more right? It's just like, no, thank you for this. This is enough. And when you do it again, that will be enough too. You don't want to get needy for love. I want you to remember that this is a a yoga thought that I love to share. It's just that there's an abundance of love within you. You can pull on your own love. You don't need anyone else's. And then every time someone gives you love, you can just be grateful for the gift. You can just see it as a blessing and you don't need to get attached to it or needy for it. You guys, I know the time is coming when someone leaves me a bad review (laughs) or DMs me about how I must not know anything about mindfulness if I eat meat. I already know that that's going to happen. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to answer my brain back. My brain is going to be like, hey, this is really bad. Somebody doesn't like what you're doing. This is a problem. That's what your brain is designed to do. It's designed to help you see the problems so that you can keep yourself alive. This isn't, it sometimes is a little over, overzealous and it's need to keep you alive. I'm not going to die if somebody doesn't like what I do. It's okay. So I'm just going to gently remind my brain that all is well. 
that they don't have context, that they're probably hurting. They probably struggle internally. It's no biggie. And I'll probably say, ouch, that stung for a second, but now it's okay. No anxiety, no stress, just peace. So you guys, what do you think about this? I want to give you some actual tangible tactical advice for this one thing. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to write your thoughts about you. I want you to write them as they are. What do you want to believe? Let's let's believe these thoughts on purpose. Let's create on purpose. It's not let our brains just run wild. <laughs> what do you want to believe about you? Go write it in your journal. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to write 10 things that you love about yourself. We're going to do some confidence work because confidence is what is going to build this for you. What do you love about you? What makes you great? Write it down, 10 things. And then I want you to look at them, hang them on your bathroom mirror, whatever. Your brain is going to go back to what it has always believed. So if your thought was like, I'm not good at posting on social media, if that's like your thing, or like I am not good at teaching my kids, or I am not good at disciplining children, your brain is going to find evidence for that. We want to start giving it new thoughts to find evidence for. So the new thoughts might be, I am so gifted with people. I don't let people walk all over me. Whatever it is. And then we're going to start finding evidence for that. So put it everywhere, you guys. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in today. You can find me on Instagram at getting mindful with Megan. If you guys love this, will you guys share this with your friends? Will you screenshot it and post it on your stories or whatever? Just share it. I would be so grateful. Thanks. Bye.